holding on to it, going to bounce it for LeBron. Here he goes. He lays it up and in. And King James has flown past Air Jordan and is now number four all-time scoring in NBA history. Standing ovation. Streaming live right now, man, in the beautiful FTJ studios. Man, it's your host, Addison, man. Welcome to a brand new episode of From the Jump, man. It's episode 70. Man, we are live right now on this glorious, warm day, live streaming in Las Vegas as we speak. Sun shining out there today, E-Man. Yesterday, man, it was thundering. I'm talking about raining. It was going crazy outside, but you know what? The sun is shining today. It's another another beautiful day, man. But we are live right now, man, in the FTJ studio lounge. We kicking it. But on today's episode of From the Jump, we got a lot to talk about, of course. We'll talk Kyler Murray, and we'll talk Charles. I think his name is Cla- Classery. We'll, we'll, we'll get into his comments and him bashing Kyler Murray at the combine. Of course, we'll talk LeBron James and, like I said, him eclipsing Michael Jordan. Um, we'll also talk uh, Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors. Everybody's in a frenzy right now. Draymond Green has some interesting comments. So we'll get into the Dubs. We'll get into the Golden State Warriors. But it's your boy. It's from the jump. Let's roll. But now, of course, you know we got to start off today's show talking about LeBron James. And, of course, you know we got to talk about last night. Of course, he did eclipse Michael Jordan, becoming the fourth leading scorer of, in all of the NBA all-time leading scorers. I think he's right outside the top 10 either and or is in the top 10 of course in assists so again lebron james when it's all said and done will be one of the top 10 greatest players of all time last night but of course you know after watching last night's game last night i don't know about y'all but last night's game was really odd and the reason why it was odd was because of the fact that a lot of people probably didn't know how to take last night a lot of people really didn't know how to take lebron james leapfrogging michael jordan and scoring again does this help the argument that Michael Jordan and LeBron James? Sure, it helps the argument. But again, I, on today's show, what we're going to do, we're going to do something a little bit different. Because I didn't watch Michael Jordan play. So I'm not going to sit here and try to kill you with, oh, Michael Jordan averaged 27 in his... We're not doing that. We ain't doing that. I'm going to leave that for the old heads. I'm going to leave that for everybody else to argue and discuss who's better between LeBron and MJ. What we're going to do on today's show is we're going to talk about the current state of the Los Angeles Lakers. And again, last night was a weird game. You didn't see any of the Los Angeles faithful at the game. Shaq wasn't at the game. Kobe and his family didn't even pull up to the game. Remember when Kobe had his 60-point game and everybody showed up? Like, this was L.A. last night. The only person that was there last night was 2 Chains, And that was sad to watch because it was just like 2 Chains at the end of the game. Like, really didn't even want to stand up. He kind of stood up, dapped the LeBron up. It was like a weird showing last night. And then not to mention... The Nuggets blasted the Lakers last night in a game in which I felt like LeBron James really was the best player on the floor. Could have easily dominated. Again, he finished with 31 points last night, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. But again, we all know last night's game was really about LeBron. Again, no Kuzma, no Ingram. I mean, of course, Josh Hart played last night, but he only got 6 shots. Again, you knew LeBron James was going to take all the shots last night. And, and, and of course, we'll get into the Rondo situation because that was nasty. And then he tried to come back on Instagram and tried to make it cool. No, 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 Rondo. We'll get into it a little bit later. But again, last night's game was weird. And again, when when it's all said and done, will LeBron James be in that conversation? Sure. And, you know, we live in an era now where, well, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Check the numbers. Check the numbers. Check the stats. You're right. And, and, and again, for the LeBron stands, this is another jump. This is another reason for them to say he's the greatest of all time. But it was funny because I was arguing with a LeBron fan earlier. 
And you know it's how every, and you notice how every time when you argue with a LeBron fan, they got on Michael Jordan's shoes. Like if you look down at the shoes they wearing, they never wearing LeBron shoes. Like they never wearing the shoes. I've never seen a LeBron James fan wear LeBron shoes. I've always seen LeBron James fans in the newest pair of Michael Jordan. So I'm confused as to like you arguing about LeBron with Mike's on. But again, that's another conversation for another day. But when we look back at this season for the Los Angeles Lakers, this is a lost season. I felt like last year they finished 11th in the Western Conference. At the end of the season, they were actually competing for a Western Conference playoff spot. Right now, they're not even competing for a Western Conference playoff spot. LeBron James at this point, now they're saying he needs load management. Again, did he accomplish a, a milestone achievement yesterday? Absolutely. He accomplished something that, again, only Kobe Bryant, Will Chamberlain, and I think Carl Malone at this point have accomplished more. And again, when we look back on it, again, we live in an analytical era, so a lot of people are going to favor LeBron James, and they're going to look at the stats, and that's going to be a strong argument for him. But of course, when it comes to the MVPs, championships, just the heart, desire, willingness to lead a team, I mean, again, we all going to side with Michael Jordan. Me personally, at this stage in their career, I'd rather have Kobe. Again, we got to understand Kobe at the end of his career, you know, a lot of people give Kobe flack for not passing the ball and being a horrible teammate. But the end, end of the day, remember when Kobe won those back-to-back championships without Shaq? It was the Trevor Arizas. It was the Jordan Farmars. It was the Ron Artest. Metal World Peace, should I say. Paul Gasol, Andrew Bynum. Those were the guys that actually led the championship charge. Of course, Kobe did his thing. But remember in that championship series against the Boston Celtics? If it wasn't for Pal Gasol and Andrew Bynum's big play and, and Ron Artest, aka Metal World Peace. I don't know why I keep saying Ron Artest. But Metal World Peace is big time threes in those games and Trevor Ariza being that spark plug. Kobe and them wouldn't have won those back-to-back championships. So again, I feel like for LeBron James at this stage in his career, again, I know he's into the Hollywood thing. I know he's doing the movies. They're getting ready to shoot Space Jam too. So again, we are seeing that he's on an individual mission to supersede Michael Jordan. And again, I mean, I really feel like, you know, these next three years can really either help or hurt LeBron's legacy. Again, of course, you're shooting Space Jam 2. We always know you can't never follow in the great man's footsteps, but he's trying it. And we're going to see whether or not he'll be able to achieve it or not. Again, with the Los Angeles Lakers feet, Lakers fans are going to be really sour if you're not able to deliver a championship and or at this point bring the Lakers back to the playoffs because this first season is a burnt season. We call that burnt money where we from. <laughs> That's burnt money. This first season, we're going to call this a.k.a. burnt money. Now, season two. There's no excuses. If the Lakers don't get a free agent this summer, if they don't land at Anthony Davis somehow, some way, if they're not able to get Klay Thompson or Kevin Durant or any of these free agents that everybody has been talking about. Because, again, Magic Johnson said it ain't, it ain't the first year that they worried about. It's year two. Now, switching gears from LeBron James to Ray Rondo. And, again, shout out to LeBron. You know, when you pass Mike, hey, got to give you a double salute. But now, Ray Rondo, at, during the Lakers' loss last night to the Denver Nuggets, was seen sitting in the stands with the fans as opposed to with his teammates. Now, take a listen to Rajon Rondo after the game last night and what he had to say and his reasoning for sitting in the stands. You sat uh, courtside in the seat when, when you went out of the game. Was there any reason why you sat over there instead of going out of the bench? It went, like, viral on the Internet. I've done it, like, maybe eight to ten times this year. I don't know why it's a big deal now. Now, of course, they said that the Lakers met with Rondo today, and, they, and of course, he said that he had done this multiple times throughout this season. This was on national TV last night at ESPN game, 
And of course, Stan Van Gundy, Mark Jackson kind of made a comment about, hey, why is Rondo almost like disrespecting his teammates by sitting in the stands while the rest of his team is on the side? Now, I'm going to cut Rondo some slack only because of the fact that I don't personally feel like this is any different than LeBron James leaving when there's like 10 to 15 seconds left in the game. Now, nobody is going to say anything to LeBron for him leaving early for the game, but everybody wanted to jump and point fingers at Rondo for sitting in the stands. And I feel like Rondo almost kind of did it to A, make a point, and B, most importantly, kind of just highlight the fact that, again, this is a lost season for the Lakers. Rajon Rondo has been injured in and out the lineup. Kyle Kuzma has been in and out the lineup this season. Brandon Ingram at times has played and shown flashes, but has shown over the past three to four years that he cannot stay consistently healthy through the 82-game season. I love my boy Lonzo Ball, but at this point he has shown that through two years, you know, of course with Luke starting him, not playing him, starting him, coming off the bench, he hasn't really been able to been healthy and stay healthy through the 82-game season with the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Lakers right now have been battling injuries. And again, it's going back to what we've been saying for the past couple years that the Lakers at this point should have been drafting and stockpiling on players. But when you signed LeBron James last summer in 2018, you basically are saying we want to compete and get a championship. But most importantly, we want to do business with you. But now getting back to Rajon Rondo and why I feel like Rajon Rondo, what he did was important was, again, I feel like Rondo sent a message. Who was the leader on this Los Angeles Lakers team? Who was going to step up and go grab Rondo and say, nah, man, that's not how we do things. Nah, man, come on, we down here with it. Or nah, most importantly, we can't have that no more. Now, of course, the upper management is going to say something because that's their job. And of course, like I said, this is an ESPN televised game. So, of course, they probably got phone calls from the league saying, hey, look, uh, Rajon Rondo can't do that. This is on national television. But as I said, most importantly, who in that locker room is going to step up? What happened to Tyson Chandler? Lance Stevenson's a veteran. Why didn't he say anything? Again, LeBron James on his night in which he passed Michael Jordan, which was all about LeBron. Why didn't he say anything? But don't go anywhere. Up next on From the Jump, we'll talk Kyler Murray in the NFL Combine. We'll talk Case Keenum being traded to the Washington Redskins. And on today's edition of the wrap-up, and on today's edition of the wrap-up, find out why the NCAA should ban coaches for breaking the rules. Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. We're out here, heart and soul. But you can't see us. If girls don't see women in sport, they won't stay in sport. They won't learn that we can call the shots. We are stronger together. The world is ours for the taking. She belongs on the track, the field, the ice, and on the court. Give her visibility so she sees how unstoppable she is and she'll break barriers. Fresh off the advertisement, big man, we are streaming live right now at FTJ Studios. I got the engineer E in the studio with me, always going up on the ones and twos, always bringing the slaps, always bringing the party to the FTJ. Hey, y'all let me know if y'all feeling the instrumentals or y'all not feeling the instrumentals. Y'all would just let to hear me talk. 
for 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Y'all let me know. But it's your boy, man. We streaming live right now at MTJ Lounge. Of course, you know we got to give you sports news updates of the day, man. Scores from last night's game, the Miami Heat did defeat the Charlotte Hornets, 91-84. to The Minnesota Timberwolves took L to the Detroit Pistons, 131-114. The Washington Wizards defeated the Dallas Mavericks, 132-123. The San Antonio Spurs defeated the Atlanta Hawks, 111-104. The Cleveland Cavaliers took L to the Brooklyn Nets, 113-107. The Chicago Bulls in a last-second heroic bucket by Zach Levine. Take a listen. Lopez gets it back to Levine with the runway. The last second bucket by Levine over the Philadelphia 76ers, 108 to 107. Of course, the Utah Jazz defeated New Orleans Pelicans, 114 to 104. The Phoenix Suns over the New York Knicks, 107 to 96. And of course, the Boston Celtics. Gordon Hayward missed it, then had to redeem himself. Y'all take a listen to this one. None of those shots hit the rim. Here we go. Hayward. Two seconds left. Gordon Hayward bucket over the Sacramento Kings, 111-109. That is all the NBA scores from last night's games. Over the past weekend, former NFL general manager and current NFL network analyst Charlie Cassery said that the comments that came out about Kyler Murray were the worst that he heard from a highly rated quarterback. Now, y'all take a listen to what Charlie Cassery had to say from NFL Network. I hope Kingsbury takes him number one because this was not good. This was the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback. Really? And I've been doing this a long time. Yes, leadership, not good. Okay, study habits, not good. The board work, below not good. Now, of course, after hearing his comments, of course, you know we disagree. You know, Kyler Murray's my guy. You know, we riding for him on this show. Shout out to Kyler Murray. But now, if you're the Arizona Cardinals at the number one pick, you got to really just be honest with yourself here. You got to really be honest with yourself and say, is Josh Rosen our guy going forward? At 3-10 and 10 last year, 11 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, a little over 2,000 yards, completion percentage of 55%. Is Josh Rosen the guy that can lead us to not only NFC West titles, but ultimately a Super Bowl one day? Because that's how you got to be thinking if you're a franchise. Of course, Steve Kime and that, those guys down there in Arizona, they're on the clock. Again, Cliff Kingsbury was hired, a sexy pick. Again, we've seen what Sean McVay was able to do with the Los Angeles Rams. A lot of people feel like the NFL is being innovative and they're headed towards the offense, but we all see at the end of the day, defense wins championships. But now in a division where everybody has a quarterback, the Seattle Seahawks for the foreseeable future have Russell Wilson. The San Francisco 49ers were blessed with Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, he was injured last year, but he's going to be back this year. The Los Angeles Rams have Jared Goff for the foreseeable future. So you're in a division right now where do you really feel like Josh Rosen is the guy? And if not, you have to draft Kyler Murray. Are you sold on Daniel Jones coming out of Duke? Are you sold on Will Greer coming out of West Virginia? There's no other player right now that we can see right now that you could take other than Kyler Murray. And again, the Arizona Cardinals don't want to commit but if Kyler Murray is the guy that you want, then say it and move forward. We're not going to knock you forward. We're not going to bash you forward. Again, are you taking a gamble? Yes, because this is a guy who kind of kind of leveraged himself a little bit. You know, was kind of on the fence whether or not he was going to play baseball, going to play football. A guy who didn't compete at the NFL Combine. Maybe he'll compete at the OU Sooners Pro Day. But this is a guy right now that, you know, outside of the tape that we saw on the football field, we don't really know too much about Kyler Murray. He did win the Heisman Trophy, so we can't take that away from him. But NFL teams want to see you on the field. They want to see as much tape as possible because, again, 
We're talking about first round draft picks. We're talking about a lot of guaranteed money up front. And Kyler Murray left baseball money on the table to be an NFL quarterback. So we want to see ultimately if the Arizona Cardinals draft him because I really personally feel like if the Arizona Cardinals don't draft him, he may personally slide because there are a lot of teams in that first round that may not necessarily need a quarterback. The Jets have a quarterback in Sam Darnold. The 49ers got a quarterback in Garoppolo. Now, he could potentially fall to the Oakland Raiders at number four. I know we got Derek Carr locked up. I love DC4. Shout out to my mans. But John Gruden and Mike Mayock playing poker right now. And if the Arizona Cardinals don't draft Kyler Murray, I guarantee you at number four, the Oakland Raiders are going to snatch Kyler Murray. Breaking news right now, Case Keenum is being traded. I'm being told right now, he just lit this across my desk, that the Denver Broncos have agreed to trade quarterback Case Keenum to the Washington Redskins for a six-round pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Washington Redskins, they say, will also get a 2027th round pick from Denver. This comes off the heels of the Baltimore Ravens trading Joe Flacco to the Denver Broncos. So the Denver Broncos feel like they have a franchise quarterback. And as I said on the show, I feel like that was all the Denver Broncos needed. But now how this affects the Washington Redskins and ultimately the NFC East, I don't feel like this brings them up or down. But when we look at this Washington Redskins offense, I don't know if this helps them. I just wish that the Washington Redskins at this point would stop being cheap and ultimately just go invest in a quarterback. Go draft the quarterback and go invest in the guy. We saw a couple years back, Washington, that RG3 experiment didn't work and they just haven't found a guy since. They got Mark Sanchez on the roster. They got Colt McCoy. Inserting Case Keenum, this is a guy that has a backup. Didn't really work out in the Denver situation. So let's see if he works out with the Washington Redskins. Are we really going to build around Adrian Peterson at this point? Can Adrian Peterson really duplicate the 1,000-yard, seven-touchdown season that he had last year? We're looking at the wide receiver position. Again, that's probably a position that the receiver, again, they're not better than the Philadelphia Eagles today. They're not better than the Dallas Cowboys today. And I feel like if the New York Giants get a healthy Odell Beckham back, they essentially leapfrog the Washington Redskins. So again, does this still make them competitive? Absolutely. This makes the Washington Redskins competitive. This probably makes them another 7-9 season. But I don't know if this move actually helps the Washington Redskins leapfrog the Philadelphia Eagles and or the Cowboys in the NFC East. Nourish your beard with Old Spice. Beard oil. Now, on today's edition of the wrap up, according to a report from Yahoo Sports, the FBI revealed a phone conversation that was intercepted from head coach Will Wade from LSU and former Adidas consultant Christian Dawkins discussing a recruiting deal offered to a prospect. Now, as we all know, of course, Christian Dawkins. Christian Dawkins being linked to the Adidas scandal earlier was sentenced six months to jail for uh, allegedly, I guess they said, conspiracy charges. And he was guilty of fraud for facilitating payments to the families of the recruits. Now, of course, they said that no, I guess, further details have been labeled yet from Will Wade. But as it looks right now, they got Will Wade on the phone having these conversations. Now, I personally feel like when the NCAA and these head coaches get busted, that the head coaches should be banned for a year from coaching. They shouldn't be able to go get another job. They shouldn't be able to collect checks from the school. They should be banned for a year. They should have to sit out a year, just like the athlete or just like the student. And they should have to face whatever punishment legally they have to go through. And also that the NCAA also puts on them. This isn't anything new. This has been going on in the NCAA for years. 
But now, I, I'm not going to necessarily come down hard on Will Wade today. I'm not going to necessarily come down hard on NCAA today. I feel like I personally feel like everybody involved should get a piece of the pie. I feel like Adidas, as well as the recruit, as well as the school, should get a piece of the pie. Case in point, Zion Williams on national television exploded through his basketball shoes. Now, of course, he was wearing a Nike basketball shoe, and he didn't sign a contract with Nike. Now, albeit Nike is licensed through Duke, and of course, they have a contract, but now Zion Williams could very well sue Nike for him exploding through his shoe because of the fact that, well, wait a minute, this shoe could have been manufactured wrong. I'm not signed to Nike. Duke is signed to Nike. I'm a player for Duke, and I'm not getting paid for it. So now we have a legal situation. And now when it comes to the NCAA and, of course, Adidas and the recruits and all this whole making money, we all know the whole one and done thing has made the NCAA a sleazy game. We all know these college coaches are talking to these college athletes. And most importantly, they're talking to these big Nike corporations, Adidas and Reebok. They're talking to these big sneaker companies because they know if the kid comes to Duke, if the kid comes to Kentucky, if the kid goes to Louisville, and the school is sponsored by Adidas or the school is sponsored by Nike, the likelihood of the kid signing with Adidas or the likelihood of the kid signing with Nike is probably high. Is it a sleazy game? Yes. But I feel like if the head coach should be banned, the player should be banned, and also the Adidas and Nike representatives as well should be banned. But of course, we talked about a lot on today's episode. Go follow your boy on all the social media from the jump. I follow everybody back. But it's your boy. We out.